And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me tonight, Night Pod, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good evening. Good evening. Lots of NBA goings on today, Alex. Just it's thought, heating up. I thought it was just a normal Wednesday. I thought, oh, we've got all the way till next week, the trade deadline to really get anything going. We've got an hour to talk about Moses Brown. We've, yeah, I, I seriously was like keying up way too much Moses Brown material in my head for today. Uh, shouts to Moses. We'll, we will talk about it some, I guess. But really, the, the main event is that uh, trade season is in full swing. We already had uh, one trade with the Thunder. Here's number two. And it's with a player that never wore a Thunder uniform, but has been a part, not really even a part of the team. His contract has been a part of the team uh, since this past summer. Uh, Trevor Ariza was traded to the Miami Heat for Myers Leonard and a 2027 second round pick. Uh, let me pull up the the report because <laughs> the Thunder were like outrageously um, fervent in making sure that people knew exactly what this deal was all about. So let me just read it just from the from the mouth of the Thunder uh, PR. So the Oklahoma City Thunder have acquired a 2027 second round draft pick. It's funny, like that's that is usually not the first thing that's put into <laughs> a report like this, like 2027 second round draft pick. Definitely not usually the first thing, but it it shows you like where's the priority and like w- like what's going on here. It's this is what they wanted, and Ford center Myers Leonard, uh, and they generated a trade exception from the Miami Heat in exchange for forward Trevor Ariza. Uh, Leonard will not be reporting to Oklahoma City and will not be an active member of the organization. I'm not sure I've ever heard uh, a trade press release worded like that, and I, it's not like I'm out there like reading every single PR press release that's put out there, uh, but it's... It is very pointed in the way that they want people to know that uh, we we know about Myers Leonard. We're very well aware of him, and he will not be a part of this organization whatsoever. Right. And that's why I think they deserve to get something extra. Because even if you want to say it's just a contract, like Myers Leonard's never going to put on a Thunder uniform. He's not reporting. He's never going to be with the team. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, isn't just a normal contract because right. you don't have to do this with normal contracts. This this contract was a ticking time bomb because if they don't waive him by next Friday, all of a sudden they might have a, a PR fiasco on their hands. Yeah. And so it's very it's a unique contract for that reason. And I thought that the favor that they did for Miami 
deserved something else. And, and yeah. like what, and you know what they would probably argue? Well, we saved three and a half million dollars. Like that's, that's what the something sure. else was. Sure. Sure. So yeah, I guess you could say that, but I just, I felt like they, I, I just felt like they let Miami off the hook basically <laughs> too easy for this contract that like Miami, if they didn't trade him by next Thursday, they were going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to waive him. Yeah. I, I don't disagree that there could have been more value extracted, but it also, and I don't know what other deals are on the table. I know that it was reported that they had talked to other teams about getting a second rounder. I don't know if this was the only way to get a real one. You know what I mean? I don't know if like the other second rounders were like top 40 protected or anything like that. You know what I mean? So this, yeah. this may have been the only way to get an unprotected second rounder from anybody. Because the truth is, like, Ariza hasn't played. Like, he didn't play in the bubble. He didn't play this entire season. We don't know what kind of shape he's in. And the Heat did a deal like this last year with Andre Godala. Andre Godala had, like, very tiny moments in the bubble, and then they ended up giving him a giant contract, which, in retrospect, doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, and so I'm just... This just feels like something that they they just want more vets, like a wing, and maybe he's good, maybe he's not. To them, they're not giving up a lot, and they do get rid of a a PR disaster for them. So it works out for them, uh, but I just don't even know. Great for them. I don't know if Ariza even even plays. I don't know if Ariza. I don't know if he impacts anything whatsoever. You know what I mean? I I I, I really don't. I think they were trying to find a Jay Crowder replacement. And especially after we saw what PJ Tucker went for tonight, yeah, it's clear that like they weren't willing to actually make a huge deal to get someone of PJ Tucker's caliber, sure, or or another player in that similar vein. And so, yeah, for them, it's like, well, Trevor Reza, like we literally are giving up nothing. Mm-hmm. We're actually like helping ourselves out a little bit because we can be done with this Myers Leonard thing, mm-hmm. and we just have to give up this second round pick in six years i mean who cares yeah i think that it's easy from both sides like it's an easy sell for both for both general managers i think it's an easy sell for both one on miami side like you said it's only a second rounder if is good cool if he's not who cares uh and myers is gone for the thunder it's Ariza wasn't doing anything here anyways. Like, we didn't even want him to come to the team so we just swap his salary with myers and we get a pick I, I don't, I'm not convinced they would get, like, a real pick for Ariza from anybody else. Um, and so I just I, – I think it's an easy sell for both sides. And also, this trade is, like, one of the most nothing trades of the trade oh, deadline. Sure. Oh, like, if, if, if this was a month ago, I, we would barely say I have anything to say about it. Like, honestly, yeah. the only thing interesting about this trade is everything that happened with Myers Leonard in the interim sure. that has made this, like, kind of a weird thing to talk about. But yeah, if if this happened a month ago, it's like yeah, who cares? Like whatever. And honestly, like, if it happens a month ago, I don't know that the Thunder do it because I don't. The Thunder don't have any interest in getting better right now. And like Myers Leonard would make this Thunder team better. Well, he's he's out for the season anyways. Because oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. You're right. So it really is like no matter like it's right. really a nothing trade. Like even it is if, a nothing trade. I forgot yeah. about that he was out. But if he was healthy. Like, he would definitely... Like, he might be the starting center on the Thunder. Well, I don't know. After what we saw from Moses, I don't know. I don't know. We got a future Hassan Whiteside. 
oh on our gosh. hands. We, we will talk Moses uh, on this podcast, but yeah, it's it is it is the biggest nothing trade, and it's it's all it is is Sam stockpiling more assets. Like that's what that's what the goal was of this, and we're going to see more of that. Like I'm fairly convinced that this is two of four or two of five of deals that will be made in the next week. And I honestly, I got kind of excited about the deal that the Bucks made today for PJ Tucker, just because of like George Hill. Like George Hill is, and I know he's, he's been injured. That's like the only bad thing about him, but like he's been a way better than PJ Tucker has this year and has contributed in so many positive ways. I mean, George Hill is still on the Thunder bench. If you guys haven't seen him on the broadcast, like he's still on the Thunder bench, like George hyping Ford. guys up yeah. and being like a great teammate. And I think that they're going to be able to get a good pick for him. Well, it's interesting that PJ Tucker trade was fascinating because I went from thinking, oh, they got a pick to, oh, they got two picks and then back to one pick and then to feel like, oh, they actually just moved up about 10 spots in this year's draft. Yeah. That's really what that trade was because... Absolutely. I mean, credit to them for pushing the first round pick back a year. They essentially swapped the 22 Milwaukee pick for the 23 Milwaukee pick. I feel like that's something that we're always talking about, wanting Presti to do in yeah. a future trade with some of these teams. Um, but the other one... Having the pick swap with a second round pick and Milwaukee's first rounder this year, mm-hmm. which we'll see what happens tonight. They were down to this down to the Sixers, but if they can get up to like the third seed or something, and Houston continues being as bad as they were, I mean, this could only this might be only like an eight pick jump, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the entire trade. So initially, it was like, wow, they got a ton for BJ Tucker. But the more I looked at it, I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it's not a huge return. I still yeah. like it for Houston though. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I think, yeah, even a eight-pick jump just gives you a better slot to choose who you like in the draft. Like and we a don't Poku. Know, like a Poku. We don't know what, and we don't really know what Rafael Stone is as a guy, a draft guy. At least I don't. Right. Uh, so I, I do, but... <laughs> it's okay, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that's interesting. And I also, like, sneaky, like, DJ Augustine will help the Houston Rockets, like, oh, quite a stop, bit. stop. Who's playing point for them? KPJ. He's their, Ex- he's their man. He's their main assist guy now. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Like, how many times has DJ Augustine gone to like some crap team and looked awesome? I mean, he did it with Chicago. He did it in Orlando, like forever, right? I mean, you could argue yeah, that was- they like miss him this year. Oh, he yeah, he they definitely do. He was their assist leader that one season. Yeah, tweeted about it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's weird, <laughs> but I I am fairly convinced that, and I and I don't want Houston to get better. I want Houston to lose as much as possible. And somebody asked like us to talk through this a little bit, and I can actually pull up Tankathon. Oh, yeah, bring up the Tankathon thing because I was actually looking at that today, mm-hmm. and it all clicked for me because obviously I've been arguing same as you. Like, no, we want Houston to have the worst pick in the league because that would give us the best opportunity to get the fifth pick, but. On Tankathon, you can go to the pick odds, and it yep. really shows you exactly how good it is. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, there's only five spots that could get you the fifth pick. And obviously, the fifth pick is the best pick because Houston's pick is top four protected. So the best pick we could get from that pick is the fifth pick. There's only five spots that can do it. 
which is the one through five spot. So we obviously want them in one of those spots. Yep. The spot that gets you the best opportunity to get the fifth pick is actually the number one pick. It is. It's a yep. You Here because it, it cannot fall any further. Exactly. And when you start when you start looking at those odds, so if they're the worst team, we have a forty seven point nine percent chance at the fifth pick. You drop down to this. What if they're Detroit yep. in the second spot? Now it's only twenty seven point eight. Then it yep. drops down to fourteen point eight, seventeen or seven point two, and then two point two. And I actually added that up, and I don't know if it's a mathematical error, but like for Detroit, twenty seven point eight percent for the fifth pick, twenty percent for the sixth pick. Andrew, that adds up to forty seven point eight percent. Does that mean that there's actually a point one percent better chance if they get the number one pick? I think I think the point one is just lost. It's just oh, gone. Man. According to this chart, it just vanishes. It just vanishes. But yeah, I was looking at this and I was like, oh, it, when you see the the odds laid out like this, it makes so much more sense why you want Houston to be the worst team in the league, which yeah. honestly, I don't think they will be. Christian Wood coming back tonight, as you mentioned, uh, borderline all-star point guard DJ Arstein. So I think- Hopefully they beat the Thunder. I mean, hopefully they beat the Thunder coming up. That's going to be a, a a tank battle for the ages. It really, I mean, it honestly will be. It's they gonna, should win. It's if be Christian Wood is back. Oladipo scored over thirty points in his last game. Yeah, KPJ was looking good. I do think they are going to rebound. I do not think they're going to end up in the worst spot. But these odds do help kind of clarify the situation a little bit. Yeah. Make sure, make sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, and obviously you can go to tankathon.com and check it out for yourself. But if you want to hear our discussion with this chart subscribe to your youtube channel go watch it if you're just listening to the pod because it does make a a ton of sense because if they're the worst team it's only going to fall if if they get bumped out it they're going to five and i should say the the other aspect of this is it's not like your chances of getting the pick dramatically increase when you go right. to the second spot or the third spot, it's the exactly. it's a coin flip every single time. Yes. So if it's going to be a coin flip regardless. You want the coin flip that gives you the best chance at the at the best pick, and that's only the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these other ones spread it out across like picks five and six, or picks five, six, and seven, or five to eight. That's what's horrifying about it for Houston, is that it is even at the third spot, which they are now, it is more likely that it ends up at six than it ends right. up at three or two or one or four. Uh, it's more likely that it's at five or six, which I mean, that's just a, that's a scare. That's a very scary proposition if I'm the Houston Rockets. And if you're the Thunder and you're excited about the top five guys and you're not excited about who guy at six or guy at seven, then we root for Houston to lose. This is, this is how it works. And, and looking at this, I, I truly believe that Christian Wood is good enough and better than Justin Patton that they will leapfrog Orlando and Cleveland for sure. Yeah. And then you get into a question of, you know, what's going to happen with Sacramento? Is there oh, going gosh. to be a huge sell-off there? Like, are the right. Wizards ever going to bounce back from their Wheel of Fandom week? Oh, had- boy. That was, that was quite a week for them. Sacramento, highlight of Sacramento is beating the Wizards currently, and I hate doing podcasts like this where everybody obviously knows the results <laughs> later on. But uh, it looks like Sacramento is going to beat the Wizards, so that's that's at least something. And Sac- I mean, Sacramento's got a roster where they should be a lot better than they are. 
Um, so who knows? Maybe they put something together, but they probably don't because yeah. they're the kings. And that's what the kings do. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Uh, one more thing that happened today in the Thunder world is that the Thunder guaranteed the final two years of Lou Dort's contract. So for the 2021-22 and the 2022-23 seasons, uh, he will have uh, his his contract guaranteed. Kind of a, a no-brainer deal. We don't really know what the Thunder will look like in the 22-23 season. And so it only behooves them to have a, a very cheap, good player on their roster. Agree. So. <laughs> So, like, the only rebuttal to this is that they could send him to restricted free agency earlier. Oh, no. well, maybe, actually. So, isn't that what happened with Jokic? They decided not to send him to restricted free agency just so they could give... Because they knew they were going to ma- give him a massive deal and didn't yeah. want to get some, like, poison pill contract offer. Yeah, and, and I mean, Jokic is definitely a different scenario, at least as of today, because Jokic was like, oh, like... He very much is like a max level player. We, we can't right. mess around with this. And Lou is going to be one of those mid-tier guys. And I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I can't pretend to know all of the motives behind any of this. So, um, so does this mean that when his contract does expire, he will be an unrestricted free agent? I believe that's correct. Yes. Okay. Well, that's scary. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's scary, but... If if I I don't know I think Lou will give the Thunder you know a first crack at it he'll still be extremely young still f- a lot of those guys that are young still feel like they owe something to the organization that helped them and Lou Lou in particular I mean Lou was devastated on draft night not right. being chosen and very much wanted to be picked especially in the first round of the draft and then the Thunder bringing him on bringing him up to the G League and then giving him a chance to start. Which I don't know how many teams he does that. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know how many how many teams that happens with. So I think you know there's a story behind that. But we got a lot of time. Don't worry about that. Sounds like we got to win in the next three seasons. Hey, and that's and that's and that's why like this the the second half of the season is so important to lose as many games as possible and to have a, a crack at getting two top five guys. It's why it's just so incredibly important is to at least give yourself a chance to. And if they could somehow at least just get one in the top five and if something crazy happens and they get two in the top five, then it's not it's not insane to think about them being a really good team that season in the 2022-2023 season. Well, also, and the Ariza deal kind of brings this up again. Like, I think it's now 16 second-round picks in the next seven drafts. Mm-hmm. We're over 35 total picks in the next seven drafts. Like, yeah, obviously, there have to be consolidation trades at some point. Definitely. And I, I would have to anticipate that that would be happening as soon as this summer. Well, it happened last summer to get Poku. Like, exactly. There's going to be more and more of those deals, and it might not be a deal to get up into the top five because that's really hard to do, especially in a good draft. But if it's a deal to move up a few spots to get a guy that they're targeting, I have to imagine that's going to be that has to happen almost because you're not going to they're going to run into an issue where there's just too many picks. You can't draft all these guys and and put them anywhere. Like where are you going to put all these guys? Yeah, you're right. I think we don't yeah, have enough room. I think, I think the Poku deal was is a really good example of the kind of draft capital that they have where you can do something like that and it does like nothing to to what you've done, like to stockpile picks. Like it doesn't even make a dent in it because most teams can't make that deal to to trade up to get Poku and use those multiple picks to get there and still have like the Maladon pick in the back. Right, like, right, right. That just, it just doesn't happen. Um, it's... It's going to be, I mean, I, the Thunder are going to be the most interesting, like, offseason and especially interesting team at the draft just because they're going to have a lot of options at their disposal no matter where they end up uh, with picks. Do you, so do you know much about their um, scouting department? Like, how many people are in it or anything like that? Or any, I don't any know. Of how, the, not any really. The characters there? I mean, I, I, I don't really. Um, but that's a good question. That's a good question. We, we, to ask. we should we should get them on the pod and have them reveal their big board. Sure. I mean, I know Sam Presti does a lot of in person scouting himself and has done that for years. I think that's yeah. not, I mean that's not a secret. Um. So, I mean, it's and not every executive does that. I mean, Sam will travel the world to go see guys, and there aren't a ton of there's there's probably more today than there were ten years ago that'll do that. But he's definitely one of them, and he takes a lot of pride in that, which I which I think is great. I mean, it's it shows like the intentionality behind it. Uh, speaking of intentionality, there's a lot of intentionality in the uh, the rotations lately with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the other night they beat. Uh, who was it that they beat that I felt encouraged by? Um, I was like, okay, that was not bad. Um, was it Dallas that they beat? Oh, they beat Memphis, and then they lost to Chicago. Yeah, but the Dallas game they won, and I walked away oh, from that oh, game. Yeah. I walked away from that game thinking, okay, like that was the game that Luca and Porzingis sat. Right. But the but that's the night that everything changed. Um, I thought, okay, 
there's like there's a chance that they're really gonna do this in the second half of the season. Like they're really gonna go for it, and we've seen that. Uh, we've seen that quite a bit with them. And that, like, you look at the starting lineup against Chicago, and they had a chance to, like, you could start Kenrich Williams. You know, you can, you can have a better starting lineup than what they have, but it was Shea, Maladon, Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby, and Pokashevsky. It's like <laughs> really crazy like, lineup. Really crazy, like, really crazy. And Roby's not a rookie, but it's basically just Shea and, like, rookies and G League guys. Like, that's, yeah. what, that's what they did. And a credit to Moses Brown for like he was incredibly productive in that game, and that that counts for something. I know that we've spent so much time arguing for a guy in Stephen Adams that doesn't he's not necessarily the most productive player, but he is an extremely helpful player because he does all the things that don't show up on the stat sheet. And Moses Brown is like almost the exact opposite of that, in that like almost everything he does shows up in the stat sheet. Right. Well, the, that's why I made the, <laughs> the reference to Hassan Whiteside because that was that's sure. kind of like Whiteside's thing, like Definitely. amazing fantasy player. Now we'll we're actually going to get to see a lot of Moses Brown over these next few months. Definitely. And yeah, I mean he's like every other player on this roster. He's already better than I thought he was at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea what to expect from any of these guys going forward. But yeah, that was super impressive. Anytime you get 2016 and five against an NBA team, that's impressive. Yeah, like nobody does 2016 and five. And I, I hate that he fouled out because I think they would have probably played him 35 minutes. And he oh, I could have gotten the 2020. 2020 with six blocks or something. Like that would have been great. That would have been really fun. It, it wouldn't have mattered because they lost by 21 points to the Bulls. And a Bulls team that's it's they're fine. Like this, not like they're two games under five hundred. This isn't like some great team. Uh, Zach Levine is super good, man. He was awesome. He was so much fun in that game. He had forty points on twenty shots. He was spectacular. They uh, seem they seem like a team that could use a trade because yeah, like Wendell Carter Jr. isn't starting at this point. Right. It seems like they like Patrick Williams, which is great. They're still mm-hmm. starting Thad Young. It seems like they like Lowry more than Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. seems like the forgotten man here. Yeah, he does. And if they could, if if another team was interested in Wendell Carter and could flip him for just s- something better, because you look at all of their guys, and I just still am not excited about many of them, including yeah. Kobe White, who had that great run at the end of last season. Yeah, and this season has not been. He certainly hasn't been that player. And it's it's becoming more and more clear that, oh, this guy is probably just like a microwave scorer off the bench. Yeah. At best. Yeah, he's and he's still super young, but yeah, he's he's I mean, he's gonna put up points. Like he he will do that. He will have I think he'll have a good career, but yeah. As far as like being a starter or something like that, it's it's a tough one. I mean, I think Al Horford makes a ton of sense for them. I think if you're looking at Al Horford destinations, if there's going to be an in-season Al Horford trade, I think that they've always made sense. And it's like the Otto Porter deal. Like, Otto Porter didn't play a whole lot. He makes $28 million. Like, you do a swap, and I don't know. I I mean, honestly, I would do this straight up because Otto Porter is expiring. Yeah. And... You just you let them have have Al, Al Horford would be super helpful to that team. 
Like that, like that young is kind of doing the stuff that Al Horford would be doing for them. And Horford will probably be better at it because he's a lot bigger. Uh, and he, they, I think it's helpful for them to be a little bit more versatile, but like do that. I don't know. Like, is there any of these, I, I'm not interested in any of these, like Devon Dotson, like <laughs> trade us your two way guy. I, that's fine. The, like, the crazy a, that, thing is if that's you enough. did, if you traded for Otto Porter, uh-huh. So they're they're committed deals because I was looking at hoops hype today. They're committed deals for next year is already only at around like fifty six million or something. Yeah. So if you trade it for Otto Porter, you would be maybe the cheapest team of all time. Like relative kind of cool relative thing. to the relative to the salary cap, like they would be they would have zero chance of getting to the floor because they'd be bringing in rookies. It doesn't matter because it obviously would. It actually would be amazing for any player who was drafted by the Thunder if they mm-hmm. really did end up like sixty million below the salary floor because that would get split up just among no, those guys. No doubt, it would, they would be like so double cool. and triple some of their <laughs> their salaries. It really would. That'd be amazing. But it would also allow them this summer that if there's a team that's wanting to clear space, the Thunder right. just raises their hand. And teams can just, they could dump a $20 million contract on the Thunder and the Thunder don't blink. Yeah, for sure. And say, give us a first rounder. Or they could even do it at the draft. Like, hey, who, whoever it is, you you want to you want some space this summer? Give us the 17th pick or whatever it is and you can have that space. And we'll, I mean, that's that would, that would actually be like amazing <laughs> for OKC. And they're, they're going to have, to have that, they're going to have it regardless whether they trade Horford now or not. Like that space is going to be there, so they can still do one of those deals. But yeah, if they traded for someone like Otto Porter, I would there'd be articles written about the Thunder and the salary floor because it would be so so drastic. I mean, the Sixers, the process Sixers got close, and they. But I, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. both of the years where they had a chance to drop below the floor, they made deals to get back to the floor. Yeah. The Thunder could be in a position where there's not even a deal to make. It'd be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's not, I mean, after this season, there's not going to be a ton of bloated deals in the league like that uh, right. anymore. I mean, maybe you just call Houston State, just, you could just throw John Wall onto our cap sheet, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could for, you could do that. Uh, let's go to the stream real quick. This is going to be a shorter pod tonight, but I just want to make sure that everybody gets recognized. Zach Prince says, what's up? We have Rad- Radinan Gonzalo from Argentina. Thanks for joining. Uh, Kevin says, night pod. We have Wild Hunt from London. We have Simon in New Zealand. We have Jay checking in from Trade City. Uh, let's see. John Woodson from Boston. Joseph from West Palm Beach. Oh, Tales from Brazil. Uh, John Cox from Coweta, Oklahoma. Thanks for joining. Miroslav from Germany, as always. Let's see. Tyler in Dallas. We have Brody Berman from Pokuville. Thanks for joining from Pokuville. Wow. Uh, Daniel Cohen from Mexico City. Aaron in Wellington, New Zealand. Brandon Lance says, boo, Oscar Myers Wiener. I don't know why he said that. Oh, Myers Leonard. Duh. Yeah. I'm glad he's never joining the Thunder. I'm glad. Like, it's just funny. Like, the first information that I wanted to get after that trade was, like, not even, like, the pick protections or anything. It was, like, is he, 
he's not going to play, is he? <laughs> like, there's just no way. Uh, Tyler Field and Edmund. Uh, Penny says, what's up? She's in Tulsa. Let's see. Anybody else? What's, what's up, Tulsa? Jumping Bear from China. Trent from Hermosa. Michael so in Springfield. <laughs> so, so dope. So Brandon dope. Land is in Oakland. Hudson in Norman. Holy moly. Jay Smith on the pod. Uh, Kevin Chen asked a good question, which is, do you think Sam will do anything with his trade exceptions? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in the deal today, he actually used the Gallinari trade exception and he then g- generated a new Ariza trade exception. He did. So basically, because the Gallinari one would have expired relatively soon, and so he just made a $12 million one that will last longer. Yeah. Which, again, those are the type of things we were talking about taking on a big contract this summer. Those are the mm-hmm. type of things where you can take on the big contract and not really have to send anything back if you don't want to. Yeah, they still have, and they still have the Stephen Adams trade exception. Which that uh, one's a big one. I think it's $28 million. Um, Better than Boston's. So it's, it's a lot. Danny Ainge wishes he could lot. add... Because isn't... In fact, Andrew... Because I know the thing think, with the Boston one is that it's like a little bit under Bradley Beal's contract. Mm-hmm. Not that they're going to get him, but... So that means the Steven Adams one is enough for Bradley Beal. Actually, the Steven Adams one is less. All right. Well, never mind. (laughs) 27 and a half. So not enough for for Bradley Beal. Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, so things are... We're going to have... I feel like this is going to be similar where we're going to have lots of pods and this... Today just so happened that we weren't able to do a pod this morning, so it just worked out that we had lots of stuff going on today. Um... Who's so next, anyways. Andrew? Who's next? I can't believe um, none of us guessed Ariza when we did our first pod. That was so obvious. Yeah, we, yeah, we all lost that trade. I think Mike Muscala could definitely be next. Yeah, he has not been playing. He didn't play, man. He didn't play in the Chicago game. He's a DMP coach's decision. If you don't think that he's better than Darius Miller, Justin Jackson, like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with you. This is the you, plan. This is the executed the, plan. Uh, did you see the official reason for Dort being out was left great toe hyperextension? I left think great of it, toe? Yeah, left great toe, it says here. I always thought big toe. I think it is big toe. I think Ma- that's maybe his toe. maybe his is better. <laughs> well, that's a great toe. He's a he's got a great toe. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and it's probably and it, it's likely one of those things where if it were a playoff game or a game that really mattered probably just tape it up and he'd be playing kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we are probably going to get to see Svi, right? Svi's yeah, time Svee, is coming. Svi will play. Yeah, he's he's with them. And in their next game. Yeah, he could play. Which is, the, OKC, Atlanta Hawks, the surging Atlanta Hawks. I think they've won six in a row. They have. They have. That's great. And then they do have the Houston-Minnesota back-to-back. Which yes. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're gonna start sitting Al Horford just forever now I don't know I don't know what the the re, the reasoning behind it was just kind of funny to me it's like well the research that we've done really shows that we rest him more it's better for him and it's like I think it's just better for your plan like I think it's just better for, for like what the team wants to do overall I think playing yeah, it wasn't back to backs is helpful no 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 it's not. But well, he won't play on on one of those nights, likely the one in Minnesota, which might matter more. 
Well, these these are true tank tests coming up this weekend. I mean, yes. we might see they might do the Vivek Ranadive four on five, except it's not because someone's back on offense. It's because there's only four players on the court. They might try that out as a new strategy. <laughs> it's gonna it's going to be extremely interesting to see how this plays out because already, I mean, they're they're showing their hand when they play the Moses Brown, Roby Pokushevsky guys 30 plus minutes in a game i mean it's just like okay when you have guys that are better like kendrick williams played 24 minutes he was the second best player on that team and it's not even really close and they said 24 is enough for you kenrich that's that's enough sit down sir please. Um, and Shay, like Shay even only played 28 minutes. I don't know. It's because it wasn't a close game at the end, but still, I mean, they're, they're trying and it's the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to get a better pick in this draft. So I'm Man, really I, glad to see it. I'm so glad to see it. I got all excited about uh, Christian Wood coming back. They're currently down 21 to the Golden State Warriors in the third. They, Yikes. they made the Wikipedia list. We need to start thinking about how many games they could lose at this point because they're at 17 and the record for of of all time is 28 which was set by i believe the process sixers actually two years in a row (laughs) they lost lost 28 games two years in a row wow that's really impressive but it's so impressive to really get into the upper tier they need to get to about 20 because that gets you into the top 10 of all time so they're at 17 looks like they're going to be at 18 tonight. So that game against the Thunder, history. History. They're about to get the DJ Augustine bump. I hate to uh, break it to Houston fans, but they're about to get that DJ Augustine (laughs) bump. You're the only one who believes in that. You're the only one who's ever said those words in combination. I believe. I believe thoroughly. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. If you like this combination of podcasters, you can listen to our new show that we have on the Athletic NBA Show channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. It's called Saturday Slam and Jam. It will be released first thing in the morning on Saturday. Hope you guys have a great, great Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whenever you listen to this. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 